It's 9 July. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. No sparkles in hell. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, before we get into our first article, we got some visitors. They came all the way from Texas. Uh, Jerry and Sylvia, I know they're here, um, uh, but they brought some friends along, which is Jesse and Jovita. Did I say that right? Martinez. And so here they are all the way from Texas, uh, Corpus Christi and Ingleside. Is that how you pronounce that? Okay. So anyway, they're here visiting. They've been over in Kissimmee, which is, if Sarasota is hot, Kissimmee is really hot because it's in the middle of the state. They don't get the uh, cooler temperatures that we get with the uh, the Gulf breezes and stuff. And But I will say that in the past 10 days, we have never gotten below 80 degrees, which is almost unheard of. And uh, two days, it has not been below 86. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, 86 degrees. So that means that uh, it's gone down very little in temperature from the day to the night. And with the humidity at 927%, they say that the uh, feel-like temperature is 7,322 degrees in Sarasota, Florida. Um, it's so hot, no kidding, the mangoes are literally falling like rain. So this is probably the last week we're going to have mangoes. I got them back there. Get your plastic bags. Take the mangoes. It'll probably be the last you get. But I have one nice big one to give away if you get the question on the sermon today. And uh, so there you go. That's uh, nice mango. They're so, they're so good this year. They're so good this year. I can't believe it. These are just when uh, I got a guy that I, the mall I take care of, he's in the bike shop and he takes uh, kayaks and stuff south every day and he passes the sign that says super yummy mangoes for sale. And he's always debating, are they really super yummy? And I say, yes, they are. And uh, uh, so he, one of these days, I hope he'll just stop in and get a super yummy mango because they are unbelievable. Anyway, here we go. We've got some news from Israel from the Jerusalem Post. Former police commissioner admits the indictment's goal. Netanyahu was indicted, and he's still under indictment. Now listen to this. I haven't seen this anywhere else. Admits the indictment's goal was to force Netanyahu to resign. This sounds just like what's going on in our nation here. Former police commissioner Al-Sheikh told Army Radio, referring to the investigations against Netanyahu that ultimately led to his indictment, it was impossible to guess that the prime minister would not resign. They just thought, we're going to indict him and he'll leave. The precedent before our eyes was that of Omert, the former prime minister who resigned even before his indictment. And we did not expect that the party would not tell him for the good of the country that he should resign. Al-Sheikh's statement is nothing short of an admission that the police, in cahoots with the state prosecution and the attorney general, planned a coup d'etat against an elected prime minister. Doesn't that sound familiar to you? Religious Zionism chairman and finance minister Bezalel Smotrich reacted to this bombshell, declaring, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Israel, it is a sad day for the state of Israel. There are several participants here who joined together to defeat democracy and carry out a coup. Officials and former commanders who, during their time in office, tried to make moves to change the government and failed, joined together and are still trying to defeat the will of the Israeli voter. They will fail this time, too. 
al-Sheikh was asked about a plea deal for Netanyahu and said, I am directing this at the party that is fighting and does not understand that it should instead declare that for the good of the country, we are placing another person at the top. In other words, not only does the former chief of police, who also served as the head of the clandestine police, the Shin Bet, not deny his role in a coup d'etat, he rebukes the Likud party for not going along with it. Now, when I say the Shin Bet, that is the equivalent of anybody? FBI. The CIA. The CIA. And they were planning an attempted coup. What's that? Well, that's right. And CIA for the U.S. is supposed to. That's right. That's right. But they are the equivalent. And there it doesn't matter. Yeah, the lines are different there. But anyway, the uh, the point being that they have basically the same thing going on in Israel that we have going on right here. And he admitted it. And nothing is being done about it. From the Jerusalem Post, IDF will run entirely on generative AI within a few years, says Israeli cyber chief. Speaking at the Tel Aviv University Cyber Week conference, Niv said, AI is a phenomenon which is trending and expanding with a focus on generative AI. This is a revolution which is increasing our capabilities, but in parallel, increasing our reliance on digital infrastructure in every area. I estimate that within just a few years, every area of warfare will be based on generative AI information. Without a strong and effective digital basis, no one will be able to prosecute a war in any area. Without a strong digital basis, we will not be able to manage large operations. In the modern battlefield, all of the tools from drones to tanks to sea vessels and others can transfer information to all of the other platforms and all of them will be interconnected. This is the vision of establishing a digital front for the battlefield. The digital arena will transform all of the other areas of war into being stronger in the air, in the sea, and on the land. Man, if that doesn't sound like something that would be a reason why they will prevail in the Gog Magog war. I can't think of now. Obviously, the Lord is the one that is going to protect Israel, but He gives them the intelligence, He gives them the ability, He gives them the positioning to be able to do those things. So that sounds just like something that would save Israel from a, an attacking army that is so large that it covers the land. Okay, amazing. We'll see. Times of Israel. Netanyahu rules out giving Ukraine Iron Dome anti missile system. They're playing a real tightrope there between Russia and Ukraine, and they decided not to give them Iron Dome, reiterating Israel's concern that the vital technology could fall into the hands of Iran. So that's their excuse for not doing this. Netanyahu was asked about Israel's support for the Ukraine and how it is balanced with Jerusalem's need to maintain its ties with Moscow amid the ongoing Russian invasion of its neighbor. Ukraine is seeking to obtain from Israel missile interceptor capabilities, but Jerusalem has so far refused as Israeli leaders seek to avoid overly antagonizing Russia. That's the reason. That really has nothing to do with Iran. This hesitance appears largely linked to Israel's strategic need to maintain freedom of operations in Syria, where Russian forces largely control the airspace. Israel is one of the few countries that maintains relatively good relations with both Ukraine, a fellow Western democracy, and Russia. From the Times of Israel, Herzog, he's the president of 
Israel, Herzog officially set to address U.S. Congress as Netanyahu is still not invited. President will make a trip in the third week of July with address to joint sessions of Congress on July 19th and likely meeting with Biden. Oh, he'd have to wash his hands after that. He will spend Shabbat in New York. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity from human events. Vatican investigates. Now, we just saw last week all of the things that the Vatican was doing that are so perverse. And we'll see some more today, I think. Yeah, just one short article. But now we've got somebody that's actually standing up for values. And Vatican investigates Texas Bishop Joseph Strickland after leading prayer march outside L.A. Dodgers Stadium, social media posts critical of Pope Francis. So this guy's trying to uphold values and keep church dogma and church doctrine straight, and they're investigating him. The Vatican has undertaken an investigation into Tyler, Texas, Bishop Joseph Strickland after he led the prayer march outside the L.A. Dodgers, which was uh, against the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. So obviously that's something you would think that the Vatican would support. CNA reports that a source confirmed that the process addressed the bishop's social media use, but also questioned relation to diocesan management. Strickland headed up the protest against the Dodgers hosting the drag nun group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who made a mockery of Catholicism and the faithful. I often say we need to be first century Christians in the 21st century. Probably most of us will not be called on to shed our blood, but we are. We need to be ready, like the martyrs. But more importantly, we need to live our martyrdom. We need to live as those ready to die and ready to live for the blood that was shed for us all. Strickland is an outspoken conservative and upholds a strict pro-life stance on abortion and traditional marriage. He is in favor of Latin mass, something Pope Francis has opposed, and Catholic orthodoxy. Among those infractions that led to the investigation, what is called an apostolic visitation, are social media posts, including one in which he said that Pope Francis is undermining the deposit of the faith. At issue was the Catholic radio host Patrick Coffin, who published an article in 2022 stating that Francis is an anti-pope or a man who is falsely believed to be the legitimate pope. Please allow me to clarify regarding Patrick Coffin, his challenge, the authenticity of Pope Francis. If this is accurate, I disagree. I believe Francis is the pope. But at the same time, for me to say that I reject his program of undermining the deposit of faith, he says, follow Jesus. That's a rare one in the Catholic Church, and they don't like that. From Breitbart, Vatican Secretary of State denies link between homosexuality and clerical sex abuse. From LifeSite. Lutheran female minister. This was last Sunday. Ken walked up to me and said, have you read this article yet? And I said, I hadn't. It came up that afternoon. So I, I get up so early that the things I see are always a little later normally than what other people say because I'm doing morning work and I read that stuff later. So here we go. I thought I'd read this to you. Lutheran female minister leads congregation in pro-LGBT sparkle creed. A Lutheran female minister has gone viral for reciting a heretical sparkle creed as part of a recent church service. The Adena Community Lutheran Church minister, Anna Helgen, 
led the congregation in the creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the AIDS quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love is love. So beloved, let us love. I believe glorious God help my unbelief. The minister then prayed for honeybee populations, climate justice advocacy efforts, and successful LGBT pride events at the church service. About 10 minutes later, another pastor then offered another prayer about how Jesus Christ lives among us in the lives of black trans women and babies born into the joyful care of lesbian women. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that that would even be something that people would go to? And yet you look in the congregation and they're all just people sitting there like, this is normal. This is good. Some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From the Times of Israel. Man burns bacon-stuffed Koran at Stockholm Mosque protest. Yes. <laughs> Times of Israel. Muslim nations fume after Sweden allows Koran burning in front of mosque. Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and other Middle East nations condemned the burning of the Quran by an Iraqi living in Sweden, warning such acts inflame the feelings of Muslims around the world. Nobody has a problem when they do that with a Bible. Salwan Momika, a 37-year-old who fled to Sweden several years ago, stomped on the Koran before setting several pages alight in front of Stockholm's largest mosque. Police in the Swedish capital had granted him a permit for the protest in line with free speech protections, but said later they had opened an investigation into the man over agitation. The incident occurred as Muslims around the world began marking Eid al-Adha and as the annual Hajj to Mecca in Saudi Arabia was drawing to a close. Iraq condemned the Swedish authorities' decision to grant an extremist permission to burn the Quran. These events inflamed the feelings of Muslims around the world and represented dangerous provocation for them, the foreign ministry in Baghdad said. Iraq's influential Shiite cleric Moqtada Sadr called for a demonstration outside the Swedish embassy in Baghdad to demand the removal of the ambassador, charging that his state is hostile to Islam. Iran joined in the condemnation, calling the Quran burning provocative, ill-considered, and unacceptable. Saudi Arabia, which hosted around 1.8 million Muslim pilgrims for the Hajj, also denounced the Quran burning. These hateful and repeated acts cannot be accepted with any justification, the Saudi foreign ministry said. Now, I'd like to remind you that if you go to Iran and you're a female, you need to wear a hijab. That's what you do. That's their country and they can do as they wish. Sweden is an independent nation that has free speech and the person petitioned and they allowed it. I have no problem with them doing that, okay? From the Jerusalem Post, Palestinian Authority threatening bankruptcy but won't stop payment to terrorists in Israeli prisons. They're going bankrupt and they're still paying people to kill Jews. 
from Iran International. Iran joins Shanghai Cooperation Pact, hoping to reduce isolation. Iran joining the SCO during the group's virtual summit, representing a foreign policy achievement amid its isolation. This is the first time Tehran joins a regional pact since 1979 when they had their revolution and the establishment of the Islamic Republic. The SCO, also known as the Shanghai Pact, is a Eurasian political, economic, and security alliance formed in 2001 with Russia, China, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan, with one of its goals being cooperation against extremism. It's just, it's like we're living in bizarro world. Yeah. The most extreme nation on the planet is in a cooperation now against extremism. <laughs> now we got something interesting from Mongolia, from CGTN. Mongolian leaders call on Chinese people to visit Mongolia. Well, what they should do is just invite the people coming over the southern border of the U.S. to come visit them because there's thousands of Chinese coming over that border right now. Mongolian Deputy Prime Minister Kimed hailed the signing of 25 agreements and memorandums of understanding worth more than $2 billion after China-Mongolia Economic and Trade Cooperation Forum, which was held in Beijing. Over 300 Chinese enterprises and 100 Mongolian companies attended the forum. The visiting Mongolian leaders also invited Chinese tourists to visit their country. In July, Mongolia will host an economic forum calling on the Chinese people to visit Mongolia next month when the Nadam Festival will kick off to allow tourists to experience the festival and enjoy the natural scenery. He also expressed his hope for the Chinese people to visit the country as it is filled with rich history and traditions. The country has offered 72-hour visa-free travel for Chinese citizens. Good stuff. Okay. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What did we have about that today from Fox? AI helps dentists catch more cavities and gum disease. It's unbiased and gives more accurate diagnoses. So now we can go to the dentist and they don't have to have anybody screen your x-rays. They actually have AI do it and it's much more effective. I will say this before I get started. I had somebody in my family that had periodontitis and he was always walking around without any energy. And he went to the dentist and they said, you've got this problem. You need to brush more carefully. You need to blah, 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 floss and all that kind of stuff. And that person's energy level went through the roof. If you're having problems where you're just not able to function properly, you may have gum disease. I couldn't believe the difference in that person. I couldn't believe it. Gum disease, periodontitis, affects more than 47% of Americans. So if you look around you, 47% of us are likely to not have the energy because our body is trying to heal itself in an area that it's very hard to heal itself. So keep that in mind. Or nearly 65 million people, including former Major League Baseball player Alex Rodriguez, who recently announced he has the condition. As AI continues to expand into dental and medical uses, dentists are relying on the technology to quickly and accurately detect and prevent periodontitis, decay, bone loss, and other gum health issues. Now, 
Vidia Health, a medical technology company in Boston, has created a dental AI platform that is available to 90% of dental practices in the United States. What that means is that we're going to lose a lot of dental people over the next few years because they won't need them to do this work anymore. The FDA-approved system analyzes patients' x-ray images and uses an algorithm trained on hundreds of millions of data points, more than 50 times the number of x-rays most dentists see in their entire lifetime, according to the company, to provide treatment recommendations for patients. Vidia AI lets dentists examine x-rays for cavities and radiographic bone level findings, comparing them against our AI algorithms. With traditional dental screenings, x-ray analysis is used for diagnosis and treatment planning. But 50% of dental decay is missed, and 30% results in wrongful diagnoses. The company's system identifies 43% more cavities and reduces the error rate of missed diagnoses by 50% and also reduces false positives by 15%. Our analysis enables more accurate diagnoses and better preventive care. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of from Slay News. Unvaxxed Amish death rates 90 times lower than the rest of America. The main difference the study revealed is that Amish communities completely ignored the guidelines from the CDC. Amish families did not get vaccinated or wear masks, nor did they engage in lockdowns, social distancing, or any other type of restrictions. But the separated communities didn't avoid catching the virus. I remember when I reported on it, they said the Amish are being slaughtered by coronavirus right now. What they didn't tell you is that none of them died. They just got it and got over it. Okay. However, as roughly 90% of the Amish have been infected with COVID, the study was conducted by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation and specifically focused on Amish people in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster has the world's largest single community of Amish people with over 45,000 people. Speaking to the Pennsylvania State Senate, Steve Kirsch explained why Amish citizens died at a much lower rate than the rest of the country. Kirsch first described talking with the family of the lone Amish man, one man in Lancaster County who allegedly died from COVID. Speaking to the family, Kirsch found out they actually didn't know if he passed from the virus because the claim was made by the hospital where the man died. Maybe he died from the COVID hospital protocols. Kirsch said he had heard that five Amish people had died from COVID. So that's what he's basing his numbers on, five people dying. But he was unable to find any information on them and couldn't confirm their identities or deaths. He said he did the calculation based on the assumption that he was able to confirm the identity of the five. In other words, they don't really have any proof that five people died, but that's what he bases calculations on, or it would be 99% instead of 90%. Gateway Pundit, Steve Kirsch during PA State Senate hearing, we can't find an autistic kid who was vaccinated within the Amish community. None. Mail Online, King Charles joins London Mayor Khan at the launch of National Climate Clock, which warns there are little more than six years left for the world to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. So in six years, I have this in my Google calendar. I will stand here and I will pronounce him a false prophet, just like I did with Greta Thunberg three weeks ago. From the Jerusalem Post, 16 cats killed by bird flu in Poland as global outbreak continues. 
The infected cats were found in locations separated by hundreds of kilometers. From NBC New York, New York City Mayor extends COVID-19 emergency declaration via executive order. Wow. I mean, we, we were under COVID warnings for about 13 minutes in Florida. The only people, I, I won't say it. I just don't want to belittle people too much. It's just the people that come down here from up north and the things they do are just insane. That's all I'll say. Business times. World Health Organization warns COVID has not gone away. Keep the people in fear, folks. Okay, Mara, did you see, I saw this morning, I posted it on the CG report. There is a guy in Australia. He's a new person in the parliament. He's the first person in the history of the Australian parliament to have his YouTube introductory statements to the parliament banned. He spoke truth after truth after truth after truth after truth. You can watch that. Go to cgreport.com. Click on that. It's on the top right now in the, the hot news. And um, you can click on his Twitter. Uh, Twitter has them posted because YouTube banned him. But it's very interesting what he says. Nothing he says was untrue, but they banned him. Okay. Uh, where am I? Uh, morality is declining. From NTD, New York Governor Hochul signs law protecting cross-sex procedures on minors. Gateway Pundit, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs signs executive order to allow state employees to have sex change surgeries covered by health insurance. From NTD, California bill instructs children on where to have an abortion. That's a bill in California where kids can go have an abortion. From DFP, Michigan State votes to ban conversion therapy on LGBTQ minors, sending the bills to Whitmer, who of course will sign them. That means you cannot legally speak to a child about maybe not doing what they're thinking about doing. Breitbart, trans cyclist Austin Killips says men are underrepresented in women's sports. <laughs> Zero Hedge, Biden trans health official says gender affirming care for kids is literally suicide prevention. I would say it's exactly 100% the opposite. Amen. Gateway Pundit, biological male transgender activist and triple murderer placed in California women's prison. Breitbart, people euthanized for autism, intellectual disabilities in the Netherlands. Remember, I've said it every time I've read one of these, it will only be for the most extreme cases. And now they're euthanizing people for autism. Did you hear the Dutch government fell? Yeah, the Dutch government fell. So now they've got to, I think it's September, they've got to have uh, new elections. I just saw that this morning. Yeah. Breitbart, abortion giant Planned Parenthood claims virginity is a social construct. Gateway Pundit, Democrat Kentucky governor claims puberty blockers and hormones for child sex changes are basic medical decisions. This is, this is state after state of mental disease going on here. This is unbelievable. If you had said five years ago that I would be reading you this from major news sources, I would have said you are insane. Yes. Breitbart, Maine Democrats kill amendment to ban trafficking of aborted baby remains. Mail Online, 
Michigan residents could be charged with a felony, face up to five years in prison, and get $10,000 fine for using the wrong pronouns under an unconstitutional new bill. The Michigan House has approved a hate speech bill, HB 4474, that would criminalize causing someone to feel threatened by words. Oh, you've hurt my feelings. That's against the law. The bill aims to replace the current Ethnic Intimidation Act and includes sexual orientation and gender identity or expression as protected classes. Mail Online, University of Cincinnati Gender Studies professor, 28, who gave student zero grade for using phrase biological women is slapped with a formal warning and ordered to undergo free speech training. Guess what? This morning, this morning, they turned that around. She's no longer warned. She can tell her students that if they use the words biological female, they can get a zero on their reports. CNN. Transgender people face significantly higher suicide risk, Danish study finds. The study also does not pin down exactly why trans people face a higher suicide risk, but the researchers theorize that a part of the problem may be minority stress, in which people are bullied, discriminated against, socially excluded, or faced with general prejudice for who they are. I would say that has nothing to do with it. Nothing. Our other news, Zero Hedge, police search continues for bomber of three DC businesses rocked by explosives. Okay, I'm going to read this. I haven't seen any article of follow-up saying they've caught this person. This was about last Sunday or Monday. I can't remember the day. Washington, D.C. police are trying to track down whomever is responsible for a Sunday morning attack on three businesses that used two explosive devices and one Molotov cocktail and shared a photo of a suspect and the suspect's vehicle with the public. They have the license plate identified, the car, I mean, if they can't tell who the person is, they've got to be complete dimwits. But one again. Okay. D.C. police released a photo of the suspect and the suspect's vehicle, a champagne-colored Acura TL with Maryland license plate 17971CK. While D.C. police endeavored to describe the vehicle with words, they chose not to do the same for the suspect. Perhaps out of fear of misgendering the bomber, or reinforcing other stereotypes. One would think police captured at least a few angles on the individual, but they only shared one, an over-the-shoulder look in which the suspect's face is hidden from view by a hood. The race cannot be conclusively determined from the photo. One hand that's visible appears to be dark, but we can't rule out the possibility that the perpetrator wore a glove or, listen to this, worse, dressed in black hand. If the latter, such an act would likely elicit more condemnation from leftists than the bomb and fire attacks themselves. They're worried about somebody blackhanding themselves instead of identifying a bomber. Yep. Now, I'm just going to read you. You probably read these articles. I'm just going to tell you what went into my mind when I saw the first one and what I was confirmed when I came to the second one a day later. From Fox, it said, two in custody after ballistic vest-wearing suspect kills five, injures four in Philly mass shooting. Okay, the first day I read that article and there was nothing about the person. They have him in custody. Not a word. And I said, this will be a black person. This is a mass killer 
five people injures four. That's a mass killer. Nothing about the person's identity the first day. The second day, they squeak in. Philly mass shooting suspect identified as 40-year-old Black Lives Matter supporter that wears a dress. Okay? That died so quickly in the mainstream news, nothing was reported. Nothing after that. This should have been front page news if it was anybody else in America for months. Breitbart. Communists declared the Dalai Lama cannot reincarnate outside of China. <laughs> yes, the Chinese Communist Party's quest to dominate Tibetan Buddhism continued this week with a press conference to assert that the communist regime will control the death of the Dalai Lama and will not allow him to reincarnate outside of China. The CCP considers Tibetan Buddhism a direct threat to the regime, which demands full allegiance to and worship of dictator Xi Jinping. As it is done with Christianity and Islam, Beijing has attempted to eradicate Tibetan Buddhism through a ban on children adhering to any faith and the practice of imposing communist sanitization of the faith, placing trusted party members in leadership positions. The Han Chinese government has also attempted to erase Tibetan identity wholesale by imposing the Mandarin language in the region, even renaming Tibet with the Han name Zizang and eroding the use of Tibetan written language in schools. The government has also forced thousands of Tibetan children into boarding schools in which they are indoctrinated into communism, learn Mandarin, and are kept from learning their culture or religion. Breitbart. Absolutely authoritarian. Brazil moves to force conservative network to air government propaganda. This is Brazil. Sounds a lot like the U.S. lately. The Brazilian Public Prosecutor's Office filed a public civil action that seeks to strip conservative news network Jovem Pan of its three radio broadcasting licenses. MPF accuses the network of allegedly having spread a disinformation campaign, broadcasting content that attacks democracy and advocating for military intervention during the 2022 presidential election through three of the shows produced by the network. It sounds like something that's been going on here for a couple years. The action would also require some Joven Pond networks to air government-created content, in addition to having its radio broadcast licenses revoked. The public prosecutor's office requested that Jovem Pan be ordered to pay about $2.75 million as compensation for collective moral damages. The amount, which according to MPF's action, represents 10% of the network's assets, will repair the damage caused to Brazilian society by the broadcast content. Jovem Pan, established in 1944, is one of Brazil's largest radio networks and the country's only major conservative news network, the only one left. Jovem Pan stated to other media outlets that its defense will be exclusively manifested in the case file. The Jovem Pan group has reaffirmed daily over 80 years its commitment to Brazilian society and democracy, they stated. Okay, sounds like conservative radio here where they play the national anthem and they stand up and they salute the flag and all that kind of stuff. That's what they were doing. They don't want that in Brazil. They're trying to get rid of that kind of stuff. Jovem Pan's lawyers also released a statement describing the action as an attempt to hijack the news network while asserting that MPF did not hear testimonies from employees of the network during the investigation as promised. Sounds just like what's going on here. 
Gateway Pundit, Brazilian President Lula, who was backed by Biden and the CIA, announces he is proud to be called a communist and a socialist. There you go. That explains it all. Bloomberg, Bolsonaro, who was the previous president of Brazil, to be banned from public office in Brazil for eight years. You talk about a country that is going down the tubes as fast as America, there it is. Fox News. Prigozhin, the guy that, uh, the Wagner mercenary guy that was supposed to have tried to overthrow, and I said it was suspicious, and then last week I said it was suspicious. Listen to this. Prigozhin moved to Belarus could be strategic move by Putin, threaten bordering NATO countries, an expert says. Now, first they move nukes into Belarus. Then there's a supposed coup attempt, and they move the coup people into Belarus. And then last week I said that they were establishing a military base in Belarus. And now this. Wagner Group leader Prigozhin's relocation to Belarus could be part of a wider strategy by President Putin to spread Ukrainian defenses thin. It is a strategic move to beef up Russian force posture and open a second front for Western Ukraine war author and former DIA intelligence officer told Fox. She said her intelligence has her leaning to believe the revolt was not authentic, which is what I said three weeks ago. Now listen to this. Daily Beast, exiled. This guy is in exile, right? Exiled Wagner boss returns to Russia and gets his weapons back. Returns sound suspicious. The Russian mercenary boss who got off unscathed after staging an armed uprising against the country's military leadership has returned to St. Petersburg to collect an arsenal of weapons confiscated from him by the security services. Prigozhin was spotted arriving at an FSB office in St. Petersburg along with his security team. He had reportedly been invited to collect several weapons seized by security services in the wake of his attempted insurrection last month. That is not an insurrection, folks. That was all planned, and they have moved in to Belarus, and they are going to open up another front against Ukraine. Zero Hedge. Poland sends hundreds of counterterrorism police to... Belarus border on Wagner fears. The Polish government will send an additional 500 police officers from elite counterterrorism and riot controls to units to the border amid concerns that Wagner bases have been established inside Belarus. Law and justice leader Kaczynski warned that Wagner fighters in Belarus could mean a new phase of hybrid warfare, a phase much more difficult than the one we have dealt with so far. NBC. DOJ says Florida law signed by Ron DeSantis limiting Chinese land ownership is unconstitutional. The DOJ says they want Chinese to be able to buy land. Breitbart. Judge blocks Florida law that bans foreign nationals from registering voters. Foreign nationals registering voters. A federal judge has blocked two provisions of a Florida law that bans foreign nationals from registering voters and makes it a third-degree felony for those collecting voter information to retain a voter's information for purposes unrelated to voter registration. He blocked those provisions. Okay, who said it? Be careful who you call your friends. I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. 
Al Capone. Okay, I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. Seems the Dolly still can't go outside. Once he's dead and it's clear he has died, kids must board with the state, which Jinping thinks it's great. It's uncouth about the truth. He has lied. Okay, good job. All right, and uh, got a couple of ironies here for you, but I'd like to remind you, as I try to do each week, that despite all of the terrible news, and, you know, I understand you're not going to see most of this on CNN. If you watch CNN, you're, you're going to be told something completely different. But this is what's going on in the world. These governors really signed the things that I read you today. These people have really done the things that they have done in the past week. The human heart is desperately wicked. I will tell you that right now. And I would suggest to you that you don't trust anyone. I, um, there is an article that came up in Mail Online this past week or maybe a week and a half ago. A pastor in uh, Texas, Baptist minister, did something so horrible that I couldn't read it to you. Okay, I wouldn't read it to you. It's just a stain on Christianity. Now, this guy was a pastor of a church. And the people trusted him. Okay? Don't trust anybody. Don't trust Charlie Garrett. Don't trust your favorite YouTube personality. Anybody. Don't trust anybody. You trust Jesus Christ. Because Charlie Garrett is going to let you down someday. In some way. We're going to have an argument. Or I'm going to say something that offends you. That's just the nature of the world. I would not do what that pastor was doing. I can tell you that. But he was in a church telling people the gospel of Jesus. And I can't read you what he did. How vulgar it was. Don't trust anybody except Jesus. Have your hope in the next world. What's going on here is expected. Paul wrote about it. He said that things were going to get bad. Well, it's gotten really bad. Keep your trust in Jesus at all times. Keep your trust in the word of God, which gives us hope. I love sermon typing day. It is my favorite day of the week. Monday, it's very tiring. It's very brutal to type these sermons, but it is the day where I'm closest to the Lord. It is the day where I can get into his word and I can study what he is trying to tell us through typology about the coming of his son. And I absolutely love it. And the rest of the week, I'm editing the sermons that are, you know, I do them 10 weeks in advance. I'm doing the graphics for them. I'm reminding myself of what's in those passages. And then on Sunday, I get to present them. But Monday is the day that I love the most. And I would hope that you would have the same passion for the Word of God, that you would read it every day, that you would think on it during the day, that you would have an audio Bible that you would listen to, that you would cherish the word of God, which is our hope until we're taken out of this terrible world. Please make that a priority in your life. I just finished the first of the audio series in my audio Bible in the car. And as soon as it ended, I pushed exit, grabbed the next CD and I pushed it in and I started listening. That's all I want to hear in this world. I, want, I don't want to hear this nonsense that I study for you all day long. I do my studies and then I get out of it. I want to hear the word of God, and I hope that you would do that as well. Cherish the word, please. Okay, I got a couple of ironies, and we'll be done. Mail online. Man who shot himself in his sleep when he dreamt he was being robbed and thought he was firing at an intruder faces firearms charges. 
You know, I will tell you this. I used to keep a gun by my bed and somebody that was visiting said, we're scared to come into the house because of that. And now I know why. You're bound to do something stupid. So I no longer keep it there. If you break in, I'll have to run across the room to protect myself. But um, the dogs will eat you. I mean, there's seven of them. They'll start at the ankles and they will just keep going until you're gone. That's true. Okay. I got one big dog. He'll just bowl you over and love you to death. So you won't survive either way. Okay. This one is, this is true irony. This is from Telangana Today. It was so ironic that I actually had to check other news services to make sure this actually is true. Yes. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has ordered local officials to enact a suicide ban. Suicide, in his words, is treason against socialism that will have capital punishment. (laughs) Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I am Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.